Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. Carl Rove was a senior advisor to President Bush from 2000 until 2007. He previously worked on more than 75 campaigns for president, for governor, for senator, He's just published The Triumph of William McKinley, Why the Election of 1896 Still Matters. This is Carl Rove. Hey, Carl, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me. You say in the acknowledgments that this grew out of you participating in a seminar in 1998 regarding the researching of original source materials. This is a serious piece of work. Well, I tried to make it as such. Uh... I uh, have 18 bins of archival material, and I've spent more time in dusty archives from uh, Boston to Chicago than uh, than I could have ever imagined. If you mentioned McKinley to me before I read Karl Rove's book, I would have said probably two things. Shot by an anarchist and took TR as, as VP, I, I probably would have been stymied after that. Why did you think there was a story here that needed to be told in the year 2015? Well, political scientists study five great realigning elections in America. Before each of these elections, politics was one way, and after it, 
after this pre- these presidential elections, it was something different. And we talk about them generally by talking about the winner of the election, 1800, Thomas Jefferson, 1828, Andrew Jackson, 1860, Abraham Lincoln, 1932, FDR and the New Deal. But the 1896 election, which is a, which is a monumentally realigning election, we talk more about the guy who lost, William Jennings Bryan, and more about the guy who is picked in it four years later as McKinley's running mate, Theodore Roosevelt. Then we talk about the architect, if you will, of this great realigning election, William McKinley. William Jennings Bryan, of course, we think of Scopes. Maybe that's why we talk more about him. Well, we actually, I, my theory is, is that the reason we talk more about him is, is that in the 1910s and 20s, uh, there were great uh, revisionist historians who were progressives, and they looked back at Brian with a kindly view because he is the father of the modern Democratic Party. Before him, the Democratic Party was a party of states' rights and tax cuts, and he makes it into a party of reform that ultimately gives birth to the New Deal. So I think the, the general theory is that progressive historians looked back, and they found more in Brian to applaud than they, than they found in William McKinley, who, after all, starts a 36-year period. He, he ushers in, through his election victory and the coalition that he creates, a durable 36-year period during which Republicans run it all. They, they hold the White House for 28 years, the Senate for 30, the House for 26. They only lose power in, in the middle of that because they divide among themselves. They have more governors and more state legislative seats than they have until 2011. And most of the mayors of most of the major cities in the Northeast are generally Republican during this nearly four-year-long decade. I mean, four, McKinley, four decade-long period. McKinley and Bryan had two distinctly different campaign strategies. Uh, Bryan was out on the stump, to put it in modern parlance, and McKinley was in Canton, Ohio, and people were drawn to his porch. What, how big a porch does a guy need to have for 100,000 people to visit on one particular day? Well, he has to have a modest porch, but a well-organized campaign. 750,000 people ultimately come to uh, Canton to visit the major on his front porch. You're right. On a couple of days, it reaches 100,000 people. These trains come pouring into the Canton railroad stations. There were three of them. They're met by bands and agents representing the major. Many of them are escorted by uh, an armed horse troop of volunteers. They go through an arch that leads them to the, to the, to the uh, courthouse where there they are organized. Some of them are fed. They, in fact, they had they had food for the wets and the dries. If you were wet, you had a, you were discreetly given a beer and a sandwich, <laughs> and if you were dry, you were given a cup of coffee and a and a sandwich. But then, in an organized fashion, they were brought up. They marched up Market uh, Street and and paraded across, paraded to the to the major's front lawn, and he emerged and gave prepared remarks. They would have a spokesman who would who would who would greet the major and say whatever they wanted to say. Those remarks were cleared in advance, so they knew exactly what those people were going to say. And McKinley then had a response designed for that audience, both that audience by who they were and where they came from, because all of his remarks were fed to the press and reprinted back home. So if you had uh, for example, Croatian miners coming from uh, Pennsylvania, or you had a, a group coming from South Bend, Indiana, of of tin workers, millers, and farmers. The remarks that that McKinley would address would be aimed specifically at them. Now, Brian, 
becomes the first candidate to travel the country like modern candidates do. He travels 18,000 miles on a train, makes hundreds of speeches, an estimated two to three million people show up to see him. But they're spectators. Many of them are McKinley men. In fact, he begins a habit of, of looking for the gold ribbons and McKinley badges and Republican banners among his audiences and excoriating them in deeply personal terms for, for, for their views. And McKinley strikes an opposite tone, which is one of national unity and reconciliation. You say that McKinley ran the first modern presidential primary campaign, and among other things, he was the first to actually solicit the support of black voters. Now, black voters were in the South were overwhelmingly Republican, and previously Republican presidential candidates had secured their support, but always at a distance and through agents and by promises of, of, of patronage or boodle or money. But McKinley, who is an ardent advocate of black, Southern, of, of black voting rights, in fact, his first entry into politics is to campaign for a constitutional amendment to the Ohio Constitution in 1865, guaranteeing them. He was a young major who had fought for four years in the Civil War, entered as a private, three battlefield promotions for courageous acts that are unbelievable, and he, but he feels passionately about this. But in 1895, March of 1895, he does something that no candidate for president, Democratic or Republican, have ever done before, and that is he appears in front of black audiences openly and asks them for their support, first at a meeting in Jacksonville, Florida, and then at a black church in Savannah, Georgia, where uh, he is hosted by the president of the Georgia College for Colored Youth and, uh, and black Republican activists in Savannah and speaks in a church. First time it ever happened in American politics. I know you recognize the voice. This is Carl Rove. He's discussing the triumph of William McKinley, why the election of 1896 still matters. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. 
Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive. Then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. This is Carl Rove. He's discussing the triumph of William McKinley, why the election of 1896 still matters. Carl, you portray state conventions as mattering, national conventions as mattering. In fact, credentials mattered. Would we be better served by turning back the clock in that respect? Well, you know, the clock has turned, and I don't think you can turn it back, but there are huge battles at the National Convention over the credentials of uh, their 900 delegates to the Republican National Convention, and 141 of them are challenged in credentials because the party has split, uh, sometimes over the issue of who they ought to be for president, mostly over that, but sometimes over, over other issues. But um, the biggest one is, is the 30 delegates from Texas who are challenged because the Republican Convention in Texas, 800 men, has broken into a complete riot where for, for 20 minutes, or I mean, excuse me, for nearly half an hour, the convention, 800 men are beating the crap out of each other. The, the, the table at the front of the room is broken into pieces by men falling on it and, it, and the pieces are wielded as weapons. Every single chair in the room is busted over somebody's head. Pistols are pulled, thankfully not fired, but knives are used, straight razors, uh, uh, brass knuckles, and, and the Republican convention breaks down in a race fight, a race war, because the black Republican National Committee man, Norris Wright Cuny, has gone around to all of the black delegates and said, I don't care if you're for McKinley for president. He's, a, he's not for McKinley. But he says they're trying to keep the black man down. Vote for, for, for me for temporary chairman. And when the convention does, he proceeds to throw out McKinley delegates left and right uh, to, in an attempt to steal the convention, but he doesn't throw out enough, and so he can't hold a single roll call vote because the majority of the delegates in the convention are still McKinley men, and as a result, it ends up in a riot when he declares that the the combine men, the boss, the supporters of the Republican bosses, have been elected. 
elected as opposed to the McKinley men, and and the thirty delegates to the national convention are challenged at the national at the meeting in St. Louis. Without the violence, I'm wondering if we'd be better served. In fact, I'll make it more particular to the Republican Party. Would the Republican Party be better served if decisions were being made by party elders instead of, frankly, the primary and caucus electorate? We're having this conversation, and I thought of this the whole time I read your book. We're having this conversation at a time when Donald Trump is somewhere near 36 percent in the polls. And I'm saying, in my view, he's unelectable in a general election. Perhaps if if there were more experienced minds on behalf of the party playing a stronger role in the selection process, he wouldn't be as close to the nomination as he might get. Well, uh, we can't go back. I mean, uh, McKinley is on the front edge. Uh, he basically makes the Republican nomination the choice of Republican of the Republican grassroots and takes it away from the party bosses led by the easy boss of New York, Thomas Collier Platt. And we're not going to go back. But it, it, you, you do make a point that we ought to have the nominee be one who can win the general election. And I think that's one of the lessons of 1896 is they had a candidate who was able to unite his party and unite the country and attract into the ranks of the Republican Party people who had not been Republicans all of their lives. You said McKinley was a different kind of a Republican, that he recognized a need to broaden the base. He ran as an outsider. He was a candidate for change, and he ran as a unifier. I took each of those from your book. Apply that to the 2016 field and tell me who is running in McKinley's spirit. Well, we don't know exactly yet because many of these things became evident only in the general election. But I will say this, in reverse alphabetical order, so as not to be accused of any bias, if you look at Rubio and Paul, and Kasich, and Christie, and Bush, they have all been candidates who have talked about the need to broaden the party's base, to have confidence in our conservative principles that they can attract people who have not heretofore been Republicans, and that we need and can win a bigger share of the African-American vote, the Latino vote, the Asian vote, and the votes of young people. And they all represent different ideas about how to get there, but I think that animated spirit is really important as we, as we approach this contest. But you haven't mentioned the three front runners, Trump, Cruz, and Carson. Well, I, look, Donald Trump is clearly not somebody who's aiming to unite the party and unite the country. You cannot claim to unite the party if you dismiss all the accomplished people who are running against you for the nomination as losers and, and morons and, and uh, you know, uh, you know and, and nothings. And he's been very deeply personal about it. You were, we were not going to be able to win the general election. If, if we lost it when we had 27 percent support among Latinos, what happens when you got a guy whose who's approval rating among Latinos is 11 percent. So he has no intention of uniting the party. He's also not a principled conservative. And McKinley was a principled Republican. Uh, You know, uh, uh, Trump Trump, uh, likes the health care in Scotland, uh, which is the British national health care system, single payer. He's a guy who not too long ago said, don't worry about ISIS, leave them to the Russians. They're not a threat to us. And then he said, well, we could actually rely on ISIS to take out Assad, who's a bad guy, the leader of Syria. And now he says, bomb the expletive out of uh, out of uh, ISIS and says, uh, just trust me, I've, I'll take care of these guys. I'll be really tough. I'm, I want to be unpredictable, so I'm not going to tell you what I do. You know, this is not a, a principled leader. One, one final observation, and I'll let you go, and thank you for being so gracious with your time. I would argue that if you wait until the general election to make that pitch for broadening the tent, the die has already been cast, and that even though such an appeal might not play to the GOP base, you're better served making it now and not waiting until the fall. Well, 
Well, I agree. And, Michael, my point was you have at least five people who are saying exactly that. I mean, Rand Paul, I don't agree with his views on foreign policy, but he, he was right. He said, I'm going to go to Berkeley, California, because I want people who have two tattoos and beards to be in our party. And each one of these other candidates, Rubio and Kasich and Christie and Bush, have it in their own way said the same thing and are doing it actively. Now, let me make one other point before, before we go. And thank you for being so generous with your time. And that is to say this book is not about the 2016 election, though there are lessons in it for anybody running. And it's not a dry political tomb, as you as you probably have seen, Michael, as you've read it. And thank you for reading it. It's got sex, violence, backstabbing, betrayal, ambition, courage, twists and turns, unbelievably weird characters. And lots of people have really cool nicknames. <laughs> Carl, best of luck with it. And thank you for being here. Thank you, Michael. Carl Rove's new book is The Triumph of William McKinley, Why the Election of 1896 Still Matters. I'm glad that I was able to complete the last point with him because it was at that juncture when I brought it up on CNN that we lost our feed. And it, it, it is me saying to him here, as I said to him on television, OK, here's the appeal of McKinley. McKinley, you say, was this different kind of a Republican who wanted to broaden the base of the party and go where no Republican had gone before. He makes the open pitch for black voters. So who's that Republican in this cycle? And Karl Rove just said, I'm, you know, I'm not going to give him to you in any particular order. In fact, I, I, I think he gave him in reverse alphabetical order. So maybe he's that was pretty quick. Maybe he's been asked that question on a number of occasions. But he said Rubio, Paul, Kasich, Christie, and Bush. B-C-K-P-R. Yeah, he did that, didn't he? In reverse. He did. I guess because if he had said Bush, Christie, Kasich, Paul, Rubio, people would have said, oh, he's, you know, he's, in that order. he's carrying the water for, uh, for, for Jeb. He said, lest I you know, be accused of any favoritism of any kind, reverse alphabetical order. So here's but here's the, the one key point that I, I want to try and uh, elucidate. He said, you know, we really don't know yet because that sort of thing comes into focus in a general election. You heard him. I don't want to put words in his mouth. And notice he did not mention Trump, Cruz and Carson. He did not mention Trump, Cruz and Carson as being capable of broadening the tent. I totally agree with him. This is something that I've been saying. I, I've been saying repeatedly, you know, look at the data set. George Herbert Walker Bush in 88 got 59 percent of the white vote. And it earned him 400. I'm doing this from memory, hence my pauses. 426 electoral votes. 426 electoral votes. 24 years later, Mitt Romney got the exact same percentage of the white vote, 59. What did he get in electoral votes? If my memory is correct, 206. That is stunning. And that speaks to the changing demographic of the country. You can't get elected president as a Republican just by pulling out the white vote. So... You know, the long term conversation is who can grow the tent? And Carl Rove said, well, Rubio, Paul, Kasich, Christie and Bush are making that pitch. I don't think that they're making it. This is me, Michael, now speaking. I don't think they're making it to the extent they should be making it. But here's the conundrum. You know, this hardcore base of the Republican Party is not going to respond well 
if you go make the pitch to broaden the tent. It's not going to help you in Iowa among the evangelicals who come out and dominate that caucus. So, you know, there there's the the tightrope that they're walking. I do believe that that Jeb Bush wants to grow that tent. I believe John Kasich does wants to grow that tent and gets it. I'd put the two of them at the top of the list of those who are capable of generating that kind of an appeal. But if you if you if you don't make the pitch now, then you you're branded in a way as as not being willing to seek that vote. And if you seek that broadening vote now by talking about things like immigration, then you do in your own chances of winning the nomination. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.